if it's you making that call, and maybe you even know, like, hey, I don't know, you're going to want to look at this. I, I can't even fathom a phone call like that. And then, well, shoot. Did you also have to explain how you stumbled upon that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> great point. I'd buy that for a dollar. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 712 Wisconsin's Morning News. More shots fired to the county wars. Bit of it to online. It's a, kind of an online, on-air feud. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Between Washington County Executive Josh Shulman and, in particular, City of Milwaukee Cam- Mayor Cavalier Johnson. Y'all ready for this? And so we will do what the media are want to do. Let's fan those flames. <laughs> yes. Now, they started it. Look, this is about the city and county of Milwaukee now on a sales tax island. January 1, new sales tax went into effect. County goes up to 0.9%. City levying a tax of 2% on sales. It's the highest in the state. If you're buying something, particularly a big ticket item in Milwaukee, that matters. It will have an impact. So showman. Again, county executive in Washington County, commented on a post earlier this year by TMJ4 News about that. He links to a furniture store in Germantown and says, Exhibit A, in the city of Milwaukee today, you will pay an additional $60 for this bedroom set. (laughs) So he was saying, look, all things being equal, pick a store here in Washington County where you don't have to pay that tax. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel then sought reaction to that post from Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson, Mm -hmm. who had this to say, I thought, in referring to showman, the comments were unfortunate, knowing that all communities need revenue. If folks are looking at a high-quality dinner or theater or fine dining experience, they can come here or go to Cracker Barrel there. <laughs> okay. Burn! So, Showman was a guest on WTMJ Now with Steve Scafidi yesterday, responding to the responding. Saying, hey, look, I'm just pointing things out here, and if you're going to spend thousands of dollars on something, might as well come out here and save a little bit of money. Sure, the mayor and the county executive want to have folks from Washington County come down and go to Brewers games and Bucks games and Summerfest. And I want people from Milwaukee to come up and go to Holy Hill and check out some of our fine dining opportunities. And there is more than just Cracker Barrel. (laughs) Would everybody get off a Cracker Barrel? This is why I'm offended. I like Cracker Barrel. Yeah, Let me get some cheesy hash browns up in here. The county executive even brought up that he likes the peach cobbler. That's all right. (laughs) Get up off a Cracker Barrel. I like Cracker Barrel. There's that one in, what, is it technically Germantown? I love Right you, off the freeway. I, I know where that one is. Personally, you take this. You, you're so personally <laughs> offended. A little by thick this. cut bacon there on the side, a little chicken fried steak. Come on. Wow, I'm impressed you know the menu well, so Let me well. get some Cracker Barrel in here. <laughs> so, New partner, are you going to be reading for this tomorrow? Hi, yeah. Vince Petrano for Vince Cracker Barrel. for Cracker Barrel. Hey, you know what? I really like this local company. <laughs> right. These guys are great. These guys are they great. Make, you walk they right make in. make awesome bacon. And by the way, every time I go there, they love me. Penny candy right there while you wait for your table. My team talks right. to me about all the different yeah. things I can have on the menu and that I can eat right now. Folks keep coming up to you. I'd like to hear what you had to eat this morning. <laughs> Just, Bye, I'll take it. Text the word Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not true. We don't right. have Cracker Barrel as a keyword. That, hey, let me know. You know where I'm at, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> they did. Here's, here's how they left it. On air, I'm inviting Mayor Johnson to here. come and have Peach Gobbler with me at Cracker Barrel. Germantown. I think that's a, I'll th- buy. That's a wonderful gesture. And who doesn't like peach cobbler, actually? <laughs> Apparently some. <but laughs> I want to be invited to that meeting. 
Mr. County Executive, Mr. Mayor, I'm available. I'll buy at Cracker Barrel, 715 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sports next, sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Vince Vitrano here for Cracker Barrel in Germantown. If you're in the mood for... <laughs> nope. Nope, keep going. <laughs> Gotta finish the read now. Chicken fried steak, what do you need? Peach cobbler. Peach cobbler, we got it all at Cracker Barrel. Boy, my family sure enjoys a nice meal at Cracker Barrel breakfast anytime. <laughs> Come on in, I'll see you there. It's Cracker Barrel in Germantown. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers are just a couple of days away from their divisional round matchup with the 49ers in Santa Clara. The Pack enter this week as the biggest underdogs in any of the remaining four games. But if you ask head coach Matt LaFleur, this has been the mentality for his team for quite some time now. Our guys are, are have been in that mode. You know, we've been in playoff mode for, I don't know, it feels like for months now but it's what last four games especially um so it's just it's the next game and i don't think there's that that's how we're approaching it and we obviously understand what the consequences are at the end of this thing but um you know it's just that next game mindset and that's what these these guys have approached it the right way lafleur jordan love and the offense will certainly have their work cut out for them come saturday night before the team left for dallas last week and his historic game, QB1, stopped to help a stuck driver in the snow, and he explains how it all went down. Yeah, um, you know, I was leaving, I was in a parking lot, and uh, I, I saw her trying to back out, tires just spinning. Um, and I just asked if, you know, she wanted me to help try and push real quick and see if we can get it moved. Um, and I tried, it was unsuccessful, um, but, you know, she said somebody was coming to, with the shovel to help, so, yeah. Probably on her way to a local Cracker Barrel. <laughs> For example, <laughs> he, we, he didn't even <laughs> succeed in getting her That's out. The, I didn't know that part of the story. I knew he helped some. The only out, thing right? he wasn't successful at last weekend <laughs> has felt incomplete. <laughs> the Packers did hold the practice on Wednesday, the first of the week. Jael Alexander and AJ Dillon, the only two hit who did not participate. And lastly, we'll head over to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks' three-game win streak came to a screeching halt on Wednesday night as the red-hot Cleveland Cavaliers thrashed the Bucks in a wire-to-wire domination. Embarrassing Milwaukee, beating them one thirty-five to ninety-five. You know we got to find the energy from from the beginning. You know from the jump. I just thought our offense just put us in such a bind. Uh, on offensive end, we just we were not connected tonight for whatever reason. When you come in here on the road, you have to be extremely together. Everyone, you know, whoever I put in the game, I believe they could help us. So um, everyone just has to be ready. Turned the game on Vince last night. The score was twenty to two to begin. I thought it was a typo out. It was not, and that's where it ended for me last night. It's funny. I wanted to check in on the game before I went to bed, and I, you know, I was like looking around for who are we playing tonight, and I saw the score. Yeah, no, thank you. Right, Good we'll night. Get, get some sleep. Cannonballed. Seven twenty on Wisconsin's morning news. Okay. Set 23, Wisconsin's morning news. You know what has bipartisan support, Eric? No, I don't. Like virtually nothing, right? (laughs) Free air. Certainly not in Madison, not in Washington. But you know what we all seem to agree on? That the U.S. government is keeping alien stuff from us. The subcommittee hearing on unidentified anomalous phenomena, or UAPs, will come to order. Good morning and welcome to the the most exciting subcommittee in Congress this week. 
This <laughs> Wisconsin Congressman. Sixth District Republican Glenn Grothman, he wants it all to come out. Now, that piece of sound I played there was from that congressional subcommittee hearing uh, this past summer. Ooh, okay. Congressman Grothman is the chair of that subcommittee, and they were investigating whistleblower claims from former U.S. military intelligence folks, like high-ranking folks, not just some kooks off the street, saying that we have seen aliens, we have fought with aliens, and we got some of their stuff. Do you believe UAPs pose a potential threat to our national security? Yes, and here's why. Well, okay, the why, the why today isn't important as I move the story forward. <laughs> All right. I just, again, UAP doesn't necessarily mean extraterrestrial, but whatever. So Congressman Grothman's office sent a news release recently. He is joined by California Democrat Robert Garcia in introducing a bill. So this is a piece of legislation that could come up for a vote. They call it the Safe Airspace for Americans Act. We've been teasing here a little bit. I actually think this is a good proposal and probably should go without saying, but there's still a stigma about reporting what we call UFOs or now UAP, unidentified anomalous phenomena. The legislation would, quote, empower pilots and other civilian aviation personnel to report unidentified anomalous phenomena, UAP sightings, along with legal protection through the Federal Aviation Administration to the Department of Defense. So basically, we're not going to brand you a kook or a nutcase and kick you out of the cockpit for reporting what what you earnestly believe you have seen. Okay. And then they can go ahead and investigate if they feel like there's a there. there. So oftentimes, there's a perfectly normal explanation for things, right? Oh, that was searchlights. That was this. That mm-hmm. was something else. Or maybe there's something we can't tell you about, but we know what it is and we got it. Sure, yeah. But I, I like that idea of just saying... Look, if you see, if you see something, go say ahead and something. report it, and we're we're not going to shame you up and down here in in the halls of these back rooms in Washington, and you're not going to lose your wings. And also, grab your phone. Right, would <laughs> please. you please? Right, more get, pictures get me and video. Some video. Are we wasting time with this? There's uh, all, the the counter conspiracy theory to the conspiracy theories. Is that all of this noise about aliens and stuff is just something there to distract us from what's really going on in Washington? It's just another thing to talk about other yeah. than what really should be happening yes, or what we should be discussing. Well, I think there is something to that more for me. You know, the, the skeptic in me is that this is just something to pretend to do and investigate. Like, okay, well, we have it. We, we need to show that we're doing some type of work. So here's <laughs> yes. our work that we're doing. Look at this. We're investigating this thing because pilots weren't we're able to hearings. report UAPs before, which I'm not even sure if that's accurate. Right. I think it's just erasing that stigma and making sure right. that, right, they're, they're not going to be branded a nutcase necessarily and thrown out of the cockpit because they said, this is what I saw. You know what? We didn't We got to get Miss America on the phone. That new Miss America, she's a pilot. wonder yeah. if she's ever seen any UAPs. Right? All right. Get her on the phone. Yes. Laugh and joke and goof on it. I, I do think this is a good idea. Regardless of what you may have read in the tabloids, there have never been any spacecraft recovered by our government. Take my word for it. There's no Area 51. <laughs> There's no recovered spaceship. Oh, excuse me, Mr. President. That's not entirely accurate. Plausible deniability, Mr. President. Box, what was that? Is it time to hit the panic button? Brandon Snyder has sports at 745. Okay. What is this story about? What do you call him again? Corny McChancellor. Yeah. <laughs> the UW Lacrosse Chancellor. The former chancellor, of course. Lucky guy. That's all I'll say. All right. <laughs> so you remember Joe Gow, right? Terminated because he and his wife have been posting porn videos online. 
and now going through the process on trying to figure out how they can remove him from his uh, professorship, if you will, as a faculty member. Because right now he's just been removed as a chancellor. We're thrilled to have the one and only Will Pounder yeah, on our right. show. Okay. I guess some folks didn't like so, the chancellor of one of our prized universities introducing Will Pounder on, on our show. So Joe Gall and his wife Carmen Wilson. So here's what happened. It turns out, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, that an individual approached President Jay Rothman, so he, he runs the system, approached his chief of staff on December 19th for what was likely, according to the paper, an awkward phone call or email exchange. The individual was not identified. The whistleblower. Yeah, whistleblower wants to remain anonymous, said okay. Gow and his wife starred in several porn videos and cooking shows on xhamster.com and some other sites. They, they would go by the moniker Sexy Happy Couple. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, no, that, that's not one of their videos. Uh, UW System staff reviewed the videos. Is that RoboCop? <laughs> so, nice drop. so you someone had to review the videos. That means you got to call IT or call your spouse and say, hey, look, you might see something on the history Here's why I'm looking this up. That's a great point, actually. Someone had to look. Softer buns. Yeah, oh. So, yeah, so then they had to look and reviewed the videos. That's the word okay. they used. Reviewed the videos. They found the couple that had published two books on Amazon about their experience in the adult film industry, and they used pseudonyms. Uh, Gao sat down with HR and a lawyer for the system on December 20th. Which is that. what he wanted to be doing right after getting the DEI thing resolved and all that stuff, and then, you know... Few days before the Christmas break, ah, got that done. (laughs) This is what he wanted to be doing. He did confirm that he and his wife have been making porn videos for about a decade, and he told the paper that he told uh, those folks in that meeting that he made little money from his hobby. He was surprised that he was bounced, and he told us the same thing. wasn't expecting to be fired, and now the process is a lot longer to get him off the staff completely. But for now, not the lacrosse. Chancellor. So there is a whistleblower. Somebody pointed it out to Rothman's chief of staff and just said, ah. if it's you making that call, and maybe you even know, like, hey, I don't know, you're going to want to look at this. I, I can't even fathom a <laughs> phone call like that. And then, well, shoot. Did you also have to explain how you stumbled upon that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> great point. I'd buy that for a dollar. This news report brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. Come with me now. At 744 on Wisconsin's Morning News, you know, Mark Tauscher joins us just before 8 o'clock. Are we going to play the Chewy thing for Tauscher? Yeah, I think we got to, right? Will you play it for the people right now? So former Packers tight end Mark Chimura is on ESPN's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy down the hall from here, 94.5 ESPN. And yesterday, he, he's going viral now for a comment he made about how the team should play and be aggressive against the 49ers. A 15-yard penalty, and I don't condone this, but I kind of do in the playoffs. <laughs> a 15-yard penalty for a late hit on Brock Purdy is not a bad thing as long as it's worth it. I, I'm just saying, this but, is the so mindset you go time. into when it's battle. A little bit more from Chewy. Sometimes a 15-yard penalty is worth it. Early in the game, if you knock the living crap but, out of the guy, and then he, kind of like sticking your helmet in the ribs of Nick Bosa, is like, ah, 
But that I'm hearing ghosts. So now Chewie is getting <laughs> blown <laughs> up. Yeah. Blown up online for something I don't he really didn't say he wants to knock anyone out of the game, but he was basically saying, Hey, you gotta even if it means getting penalized, you gotta play aggressive to just you know, leave a mark, if you will. Get them thinking about it later. A couple of different tentacles to it, right? There are people debating it on the merits of what he actually said, which is, is it cool to advocate for getting a late hit right. or, or a penalty versus folks who are arguing, he said he should try to knock him out of the game or he was advocating for you know, a player to hurt the opposing team's quarterback, which were things that were not said. Right. A lot of different directions it'll go. We'll talk about it with Tausch at 10 minutes before 8 o'clock. Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After beating the Cowboys in the NFC wildcard round last week, the Green Bay Packers now have their sights set on the San Francisco 49ers. The Pack have won four straight games, and with the offense seemingly getting better and better each week, Quarterback Jordan Love still thinks there is more out there for this team. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think every week we've been getting better and better. Um, and in terms of just execution, I think we're, we're executing better and better every week. So, um, you know, I think we've um, been putting better performances out there, and I think there's, there's still more out there for us. The Packers held their first practice of the week on Wednesday. A.J. Dillon was a non-participant with a thumb and shoulder injury. Jair Alexander also not practicing, but head coach Matt LaFleur remains hopeful for number 23. He's doing better. Um, just getting treatment, and hopefully we'll see where he's at tomorrow. We're going to we're gonna um, have some real reps tomorrow, and hopefully he'll be able to go. The pack will be back out on the practice field later today as they get set for that Saturday night 7-15 divisional matchup in Santa Clara. To the NBA, where the Bucks' three-game win streak came to an end on Wednesday night as Cleveland bounced Milwaukee by 40 points. Boat race. There you go. Beating the Bucks 135-95. to This one never really close after the opening tip. The Cavs held Milwaukee to a measly two points in the first Barrel six roll. minutes in a season low for a game. Well, we didn't execute on the offensive end. You know, it's a very, very good defensive team. And when you play a team like this on the road, the rhythm of our offense was just not existing. You know, you come in here, you got to execute. We have to learn from this. You you have to. You can't continue to make these type of mental errors when the first, especially the start of the game. Again, we dug ourselves in the hole, and this time we couldn't get out of it. No Giannis in this one. The two-time MVP sat out with a bruised right shoulder, an injury that kept him out of the lineup for the first time in 29 games, the second longest streak of his career. Coach Griffin did say after the game the injury is not expected to keep him out for an extended amount of time. What was the score again? 135-95. to Snowplow. And lastly, we'll head over to college basketball. The 9-8 UWM Panthers winning two straight games. They'll look to make it three when they get set to face off with Northern Kentucky tonight on the road. Coverage of that game can be heard over on 1017 The Truth beginning at 530. Eric came up with a new one the other day, tow trucked. We got it disabled here. Like, can't even move it to the side. That's really. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just get it out of the way. Tow truck. Mark Tauscher joins us next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. It's always nice when you go out to Vegas and that first night you hit it big. Innovator. And you're there for three more days and all of a sudden you're saying, you know what? I can now play. You can play a lot 
freer. And Packers Hall of Famer. You have all this house money to play with, and that can be really freeing and a lot of fun. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, also sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. All right, Tausch, we're going to break down the chewy thing. Okay. <laughs> Your teammate and ours over at ESPN Milwaukee, former Green Bay Packer Mark Chimura, I made a comment that went viral yesterday. Eric's going to play it, and then we'll break it down. A 15-yard okay. penalty, and I don't condone this, but I kind of do in the playoffs. <laughs> a 15-yard penalty for a late hit on Brock Purdy is not a bad thing as long as it's worth it. I, I'm just saying, this but, is the so mindset you go time. into when it's battle. Sometimes a 15-yard penalty is worth it early in the game if you knock the living crap but, out of the guy. And then he, kind of like sticking your helmet in the ribs of Nick Bosa, is like, ah, but that I'm hearing ghosts. <laughs> I, I like that last part. I'm hearing ghosts. So Chewie's basically saying you go in there and rattle the guy's cage a little bit. What you did not hear is make it a dirty hit. What you did not hear is go and try it. But isn't a, a dirty hit when you get a flag? Like so Could you make that argument? All right. Tausch, reaction. Well, yeah, there are I mean you we've watched enough NFL football. Not all late hits are created equal. True. Uh, I think what Chewie was trying to say there. I don't think he was saying take Brock Purdy out of the game, you know, do what Charlie Martin did to Jim McMahon. This is a case, and I said this yesterday too, San Francisco has bullied us uh, as the Packers. They've beaten us up physically, and the way you do that, you run for 240-some yards in the NFC Championship game, what, 19 or 20? And I, I, I believe the mentality of, we're not going to get pushed around. So could he have said it in maybe a different way? Sure. But he ain't getting 6 million views or whatever crazy number those guys have gotten from Richard Sherman's comments back to him. But the overarching thing, I believe, is this game is going to be won or lost, as every football game is. Who's more physical? Who's going to be tougher? It's not about cheap shots. It's not about taking players out. Because I can assure you, you know, Chewy played a long time. I played a long time. I never wanted to take someone out of a game. I didn't say, boy, I would, I'm going to get after this guy's knees. I hope I blow his knee out so he leaves. Right, Nobody right. is ever going to say that or do that. But what you will say is, I want to physically intimidate and dominate my opponent. That's what football is. That's what you're – you play – to dominate people. And it doesn't happen often. Usually there's a give and a take and an ebb and a flow. And when you feel like you have been bullied, bully balled, uh, you need to stand up and say, we're not taking this. We're not going to be. We need to be the aggressor. And whether that's taking the football first and getting points and then shutting them down like they did the Dallas Cowboys, it's about setting the tone and having the right mindset. And if that's what Chewie was implying, which is what I believe he was, I don't have any problem with it. Any of the injury stuff or anything like that, which I didn't hear, I didn't hear. I know that's what social media kind of implied it was. Uh, that obviously there's no place for that in uh, in the NFL.
Josh, 49ers, Packers, I go back to the playoffs. One of those games that we had out there in the mid-90s when the Packers team was coming of age. And to me, like the coming out party for this being a legitimate postseason contender was in in Northern California against the Niners. And I remember the hit. I brought it up to the guys this morning. It was Wayne Simmons laid a hit on a 49ers receiver, caused a fumble. Craig Newsom picked it up, ran into the end zone. And it was in the first quarter. I think it might even been San Fran's first possession. Set the tone. And I remember as a fan thinking, like, we just went out there and hit these guys, and they didn't like it too much. Yeah, and that's – knowing Chewy, that's where that is coming from. Yeah, because right. I think that in, team? You know, when you – when you look back at that, I think San Francisco's offense was, you know, West Coast, and we're going to get the ball out of our hands and slant routes, and it was, we need to make these guys pay for coming across the middle. We have to enforce and be physical and create turnovers. That part of football hadn't changed. That still is a big part. Now, how you go about hitting and, what you know, the – the old days of Chuck Cecil with blood running down his nose and <laughs> laying out wide receivers and tight ends in the middle of the field, those days are over. You're going to get penalized. And you know, the the idea of taking 15-yard penalties, uh, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to do that because you hurt your football team. So it, I really just believe this, this game will all come down to who's more physical, who's playing with a little bit more of an edge. And that, I could say, for pretty much every game that we've talked about, all 17, 18 games this season, which team played with more of an edge and who played more physical football. And whoever does that, nine out of ten times, that's the team that ends up winning the football game. Talk again tomorrow, Tosh. Good stuff. See you guys. One text as we go to break. I work with a diehard 49ers fan. He's been saying all week, we'll see how good Jordan Love is after their defense lays him out a couple of times. It's what teams do. Oh. So <laughs> that cross is going on. That that talk is going on on the West Coast too. <laughs>